Hello, I am C-3PO, and I believe the storyteller is ready, so let us begin. Until the time is right, disappear we will. Master Kenobi, wait a moment. In your solitude on Tatooine, training I have for you. Training? An old friend has learned the path to immortality. One who has returned from the netherworld of the Force, your old master. Qui-Gon? How to commune with him, I will teach you. This week, the story is about predictions and anticipations. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, is five short weeks away, and we know some, uh, maybe like quite a bit about what we can expect, but obviously and thankfully, we don't know everything. So we are counting down our top six wishful predictions for Kenobi, the things we want to see in this show, but we don't know for sure if we will. And Ross, uh, you wanted to, uh, ahead of the game, veto Qui-Gon from this. You're not even allowed to pick Qui-Gon Jinn. Is that just because it feels like a given? Yeah, for me, it feels like, well, we're not going with anything that is given. This one feels like the most given of the ungivens. It just seems like too much of a slam dunk. It would be, of the mo- of the things we don't know, probably an easy one sure. for both of us That's on the true. list. Yeah. And so it just, it, it felt like it was going to be, uh, it's one that we could talk about if there was a reason as to why Qui-Gon should, like a specific Qui-Gon thing, then yeah, I could certainly make your top six. But in terms of just Qui-Gon reappearing, I think that that, it just makes too much damn sense. It aligns too much uh, with uh, the kind of master apprentice relationship and what's kind of spurred the entire journey on. And so I, and also, I mean, heck we had duel of the fates in uh, the trailer. So it just makes, it makes so, so, so much sense. Yeah. And they're celebrating the prequels with this, that, that I think is the, the real point of the series. So if, and when that prediction comes true, do you think we'll see, a force ghost, obviously, but do you think we'll see full body Qui-Gon? Do you think he'll they'll make an effort to make him look exactly like uh 1998 Liam Neeson? Or do you think that like he'll look a little different in just a way that's acceptable and passable because we know as movie fans he should look a little different? Do you know what I mean? He could look a little different. I don't anticipate he'll look uh too different. They'll want to keep his hair really long and Liam Neeson. I I don't think they're going to like DH force ghost Liam Neeson no. Qui-Gon so much. Uh, so he may look a little weathered, even though he'll be a little bluer. Um, so that Liam Neeson can be still kind looks of good fine. for his age, for what it's worth. Like he hasn't aged. Oh, absolutely. It hasn't aged poorly at all in the last couple of decades. Um, plus he'll have the protection of that blue glow a little bit. They can kind of do a little bit of smoothing on him. The hair and a beard, the, the beard for sure. The hair should be long, but I think they can do something different with the hair because there's something kind of corny about the way it drapes in Phantom Menace, and I don't know if they want to recreate that. Whatever. Yeah, matter. it is a little bit of a of, of a signature look for Qui-Gon, so they don't want to change it too much. I don't want to see any uh, Mark Hamill hair uh, in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, right. That is just so long and, and greasy and terrible looking. It doesn't uh, it doesn't fit. So it needs to at least look like original Qui-Gon. But they, they also don't want that to be a talking point. They want it to just seem like, oh, Qui-Gon's back and he's bringing with him lots of words of wisdom. I think we will see Qui-Gon. Uh, I think they'll find a way to make that work. And I also think and hope that it there is Qui-Gon's voice guiding Obi-Wan in addition to um, just kind of their direct conversations. It could be uh, just kind of Qui-Gon's voice ringing in Obi-Wan's ears or literally speaking to him through the Force. At the risk of spoiling some of my list, in fact, a lot of my installments here are things that I think are a little bit more than we don't know. I think that there's a very strong chance that a lot of the things on my list are going to come true. And that's just a, a, a fact of my having a lot of hope and, and and optimism for this program. Maybe that's naive on my part, but because I, I have such high expectations, I actually have a lot of faith that a lot of my wishes are going to come true. So I guess we'll see. We're counting down, uh, Qui-Gon notwithstanding, our top six wishful predictions for Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series. Uh, why don't you start with your number six? My number six is 
I would say one of my broader answers uh, that can be given. And this is one that I would like to see. Uh, I would like to see a, a big Clone Wars TV show reference. Uh, but in particular, I would like to see that around Anakin's prophecy and being the chosen one, whether that's uh, any Mortis reference, any reference around his uh, specific, like any like uh, maybe Ahsoka leaving the council. I don't know how you do it. It doesn't need to be something overt or direct, but just something that is a, a really grounding way uh, in bringing back the prophecy. I don't want that to be gleaned over. I want it to be something that is, okay, this is something we talked about in the uh, prequel films and has been heavily ignored. Not everybody loves the prophecy side of things. So I, this is one that I don't know if they necessarily will go deep into uh, or touch in touch on what, that much but i want to see some some serious prophecy talk coming from uh obi-wan qui-gon uh, whomever uh or anakin himself but obviously all about anakin yeah is this uh show an opportunity to lay some groundwork for new major storylines or are we in fact tying a bow on old major storylines with obi-wan kenobi because obviously the big prophecy is luke skywalker is the chosen one and this is maybe our last Luke Skywalker story. So are you... Uh, you're you're referring to Anakin, you mean, right? Not necessarily. I mean, uh, yes, you, obviously. You, you, you kept saying this is Luke Skywalker. And did you mean Luke Skywalker? No, I, I do mean Luke Skywalker, who is the ultimate hero of of the Skywalker saga. And, and of course, Anakin is a huge facet of that. And he's arguably a, a more important character in the Obi-Wan Kenobi experience. Um, but I mean, just in general... In the story of Skywalker, this is likely our last big chapter, which is kind of strange. But also, I sorry. Um, but also, are you suggesting that this is an opportunity for them to start something wholly new? N no, uh, and to be honest, I don't think even in the slightest vein this will be the last uh, Luke Skywalker. I think that we, what we got was Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian. I think that's the tip of the iceberg. Uh, so that's why I was kind of confused there. Uh, in that regard, I think we will get a little bit more Anakin in the Ahsoka show and that on his turn, I actually do believe that will be uh, tying that up with the bow. I don't think there's much more Anakin they're going to give us. Right. There is a 20 year period where you can give us more Darth Vader uh, and some Anakin, but they've been filling that in for some years with comics and whatnot. And you also don't want to oversaturate Vader uh, as he's been your your mainstay for so long up until this point. Uh, you want to make that, those, I think, final connection pieces for the character of Anakin. I think Luke will have a role in this. I don't think Luke's role will be uh, huge. I think he, he will be part of, uh, he's obviously huge in Obi-Wan's motivations, mm. but I think that he will be a representation of his failures with Anakin. And so I think it will be more about wrapping up uh, and providing closure with his experiences with Anakin than it is going to be about um, kind of spurring on new stories necessarily uh, or setting things up. Um, I think I think Luke will just have, I think Luke's been set up for his sto other stories elsewhere. Yeah, I think you're misunderstanding me. I really just meant, are are, are they going to have, provide an opportunity to begin a new prophecy in, in a story that doesn't relate to the Skywalkers at all within the, within the Kenobi story? which would be surprising considering up until now, Kenobi, as great of a character as he is, is really nothing if not for the Skywalker family in Star Wars. And so that's why he's representative of the Skywalker saga. Whether it's through Anakin or through Luke, I agree, I don't think we're going to have like a, a whole character arc for Kid Luke in this, in this series. But the Skywalkers are intrinsically uh, entangled with Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it would be interesting if they decided to give him uh, a greater impact on the galaxy far far away that reached beyond that lineage yes and sorry i, I did i was totally mis misunderstanding what you were saying i don't think they will necessarily give him a prophecy per se i do believe like i in i stand on the side of anakin is the chosen one kind of thrown through luke does does phenomenal things um, and, and, and saves Anakin, but Anakin is the chosen one, especially in terms of the prophecy. Mm. Uh, Obi-Wan does not believe that. And that is one thing that's really great in Star Wars. It's the fact that you can have something that is maybe a truth to the creator, 
uh, some, but is not necessarily a truth through and through in the galaxy or in like it, it hasn't been fully hammered out or, or spelled out in that same and way. Like the Mortis Arc kind, exactly. Like the Mortis Arc like is supposed to kind of spell out that um, within the Force, Anakin is the chosen one, and so I would like something along those lines. But that doesn't mean that I wouldn't also like to see uh, Obi Wan's faith in the prophecies tested questioned brought up uh about his belief in the end that luke is the is the chosen one which is where a point that he gets to um and uh, i guess kind of on, on top of of, of all of that uh, i think there was good opportunity when ray could have been a kenobi for there to be a lot more of these right. kind of things right in building prophecies around this character otherwise mm-hmm. i think his role should be uh shepherding the the skywalker um role of of chosen one okay well uh i was really just prodding at your answer because i thought maybe it really fell in line with what my number six was uh so for my six i'm going to name four actors uh benny safty kumail nanjiani maya erskine o'shea jackson jr these are four people who are confirmed to uh, be in the cast of this series and we do not know who they're playing in the series um i would really like to see one of them be a truly amazing character We've got like a really large, solid cast lined up here, and I have faith in all of these people. I want one of them to be rich enough that they can be in Star Wars for a long time to come. I don't expect it's going to be Benny Safdie because he has other disciplines. He doesn't want to get distracted by this. I don't expect it's going to be Camille Nanjiani because he has other franchises, um, although I'd be open to it. Uh, Maya and O'Shea are both ridiculously charismatic, funny frankly, beautiful people who have not yet found their A-list yet. And I think a little while spent in Star Wars, not just five weeks, could be really valuable for their celebrity. And I I think that they have the capacity to make for a great Star Wars character. And so any one of those four, although those two in particular would be would be my hope. Oh, I I love it. That's a great way of kind of taking this particular uh, top six list. And I would I would absolutely want that as well. We have no sweet clue what uh, who Maya Erskine or O'Shea Jackson Jr. are playing. There's been no real hints. Uh, We know that Kumail interacts with Obi-Wan is likely a good guy of sorts and uh, is in some way, shape or form slightly intimidated, maybe by Obi-Wan. But my it wouldn't surprise me. If, um, oh, I forget the name of the droid, Ned, maybe? Yeah, I think um, so. Is, is there was a droid that it looked like Ned was written on uh, his chest from the trailer. And so if, you've name, if you're naming a droid, it's a chance it could be a character. Uh, so it wouldn't shock me if uh, Kumail or O'Shea or Maya, maybe not Maya, but maybe uh, playing Ned. Uh, it's there is some rumor out there, uh, or or maybe it's leak, or a lot of people have a belief of who Benny Safdie's character is, okay, uh, and that it may kind of be key in the first episode uh, of plotline. Uh, if that's the case, I don't want to kind of spoil anything, uh, but I, I I feel it wouldn't be outside the realm to say that uh, he could also be a force wielder of sorts. He has kind of a. a- intriguing small part in licorice pizza benny Safdie, where he like turns up in like the second hour and he just has this kind of like mystery about him where you don't really totally trust him i don't want to spoil it but like he it's one of the first times i've actually seen him act and he is kind of kind of quizzical he's he's one of those odd actors and so i don't know uh, obviously he's like a talented guy but it's cool that he wants to be an actor too yeah so some people believe in and this very well might be him uh, the part where Reva in the trailer uh, kind of ignites her lightsaber and she's jumping in front of somebody on Tatooine, that might be Benny Safdie. Right. Uh, it, it could be um, Owen. Uh, it could be some other random character, but some people think that that's Benny Safdie's character as well. So why don't you give me your number five? Uh, my number five would be uh, discussions of Padme. I want to hear Padme brought up. Cool. Uh, in particular, it would be great if it was brought up between Anakin and Obi-Wan. I would rather that than just simple, uh, although ruminations ha- have a good place with, with Anakin uh, in particular uh, and Padme. Uh, it would be, I, w- I would rather that than just 
Vader in his meditation chamber thinking about Padme and having flashbacks. So I, I want actual dialogue brought up. I don't want it to be taunting per se. I'd like it to be about the um, there's good in him uh, line. I would like it to be about the goodness of Padme and the the goodness that she saw in Anakin. I would like things like that to be brought back. I want I don't want that character to be completely uh, swept under the rug as she was essential to uh they're, they're the essential trio and uh she's gone and she's not part of that the two of them are left and but i don't want her her role to to leave a void she needs to be mentioned i'll be really interested to see how they handle vader coping with his memories of padme because if you look at vader as a really different character from anakin even when anakin was experiencing flashes of the dark side he's really not a person who's capable of love anymore. And so what is he doing with that passion that he still harbors about Padme? And how is he fueling it into anger? And like, is he just rejecting the memory of Padme and that's eating him alive because it's obviously impossible? Or is he torturing himself with this idea that he's responsible for her death? And like, how is, again, yeah, if they interact with Obi-Wan and, and Vader, uh, uh, on the subject of Padme, does Obi-Wan throw that in his face? And does that create more tension? It'll be really interesting. Definitely she'll come up. Yeah, I think this one is another kind of a slam dunk that will happen. Uh, I just want it to be done in in a very tasteful way. I want it to be done in a way that doesn't, I don't want him to throw Padme in his face. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want, I don't want it to be, uh, the final thing that he says to Anakin is Padme was wrong about you. I want it to be the first thing that he says to Anakin is like, I don't want another recreation of you are my brother, Anakin. I loved you. Right. I almost want the continuation of that. I want it to, I don't want the fight to end. I know the fight needs to end with Vader getting his ass handed to him a little bit so that uh, when I left you, I was about to learn and now I am the master. That's, I, I, I very much want Obi-Wan to decisively win, but I would like for the their reconnection to pick up where we left off more than mirror it, if I'm making any sense. Do we know, in fact, that they're going to meet and have it out twice in this series? No, we don't know that. No, no, we just we know that they're going to meet and, okay. and have it out. For sure. I, I thought I heard that they were going to interact twice. And so my next question was going to be maybe when, maybe I could when do they space that. those out to like, obviously, one is the climax of the series is the other one in episode one or two, like that would be uh, kind of uh, anticlimactic, although maybe not. I don't know. It, se it seems unlikely. They're probably going to be cat and mousing for most of the series. Yeah, I, that's something that maybe maybe they will be interacting multiple times. Uh, I also don't think Vader is going to be in the pilot. Um, so that's it, maybe he won't appear for a couple episodes uh, or maybe towards like the end of episode two sort of thing. Uh, I think I think Reva is going to be the the main villain for a good portion of it. And then Vader will be more of. Uh, a plot driver and then the will result in a big final boss fight where it'll be like probably the last two episodes maybe my guess is uh wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all if reva was often like the beginning like the first few minutes of episode four mm -hmm. for example so my number five is there's a basic part to it and then there's a, a b component to it uh firstly i i'd like to see yoda in this series and i think that's very probable and like kind of like not a complex thing for them to weave in but i think and this is the secondary part i think therein lies an opportunity to develop the grogu storyline just a little bit more always wonderful to see yoda interface with other jedis uh when they need his advice obviously yoda is not dead in this particular timeline but if he could in some way communicate with obi-wan i think that'd be cool as for grogu who is alive in this timeline although he's all the younger um I'm not saying I want much. I'm not even sure I want to see him. But, and I also want them to be careful because I don't want Star Wars to get too reliant on baby Yoda being their their cash cow. However, because he is so apparently important to the entire Mandoverse and not just the show The Mandalorian, we might as well start blending him in with the greater galaxy story. And 
Since all eyeballs are going to be on this show, you might have an opportunity through memory of the desolation of the Jedi to build a little background for what might have happened to Grogu and how he ended up on the lamb. And so I, I think maybe through Yoda we could do that and it could be a cool Easter egg. Yeah, I mean, that would be very cool. Uh, I I think it would be, I, I really like Yoda being involved in Grogu's story. Yeah. I, I can't imagine, given how short this will be, it'll be done through here. No. I think that everything that you've said uh, could very well happen and would happen for the reasons you said in something like Bad Batch, where is it's trying to connect it back right until like the same sort of timeline, uh, but it's something that's a little bit more in Filoni's involvement, whereas this one, I think, has been, uh, I think gets a little bit more of the, the Kathleen Kennedy triple glance. I, I don't think she necessarily has, and, and I don't think, I don't say this in a bad way. I just mean, I think this has been a, a very, very uh, worrisome project for Star Wars. And I think that they've, they're going to overanalyze and not want to complicate things. And I think they're going to really cut back mm. uh, on the number of Easter eggs. And so I don't want them to cut back too much. Fair but enough. I think there's a chance that they could. Do you really think that they would spend um, important, crucial Grogu uh, plot development on a show with like such little viewership as compared to The Mandalorian? Yeah, like the bad yeah, batch, no, I, really. I I'd be really surprised if they did that. I, I really wouldn't be. I uh, I don't think that they're going to give us anything that impacts the story of the Mandalorian. Mm. It'll be about filling in those gaps. It'll be about we can finish the entire Mandalorian and never know how Grogu ended up where he did in terms of in the hands of those like the Nikto gang that was initially being guarded in the pilot. I don't think that's going to take away from the Mandalorian. Sure. But something like that could happen in the bad batch where it's, it gets, it makes the bad batch spike because it's something that is not as high, highly viewed and doesn't take away from being like, Oh, you didn't save that for something that more people are watching. Uh, that's the reason why I believe that there was going to be more connections between bad batch and the book of Boba Fett. And it seems ridiculously stupid that you introduce Boba has a sister. Yeah. And then didn't use it. The show. And, but you also are doing the show all about like Boba's found family and all this stuff. And you're, you use none of the stuff that you you're set so up. Right. It doesn't make about that. any sense. I forgot about that. You're right. That's ludicrous. Man, what, what, what a strange entity that book of Boba Fett was. Um, Indeed. Do you think you'll see Yoda in Obi Wan? I think we will. Yeah. I do think that. I think that it would uh, make sense in its. I, I don't know how. I think whether it's through a flashback that could make sense, uh, but True. it could also be some sort of weird force vision too. Uh, oh. Yoda's powerful enough and has connected with Ezra that way too. What is your number four? Uh, my number four would be. I want the duel between Vader and Kenobi to be in a familiar setting. Okay. I want this to not just be new planet, uh, I don't know, Glasso. Just looked at some glass and just like, and like, and have it be like, oh, like, ooh, shards of glass everywhere. Like, just like, right. like and it, it just be some new, like, oh, here's this new cool Star Wars planet that has a, like, it, it creates this setting. The, the whole reason the Mustafar battle uh, occurs on a, a lava planet was because that was the whole original plan for Darth Vader way back before a new hope came out. Mm -hmm. And so it, it creates this big elaborate setting and that's great. I would like something that is a bit more of an intimate setting. I would like something that has purpose, whether it's like uh, if it's on, if it's on Naboo or, or if it is on Tatooine in some weird shape, seems unlikely have it, it that would be way. on Tatooine. It does seem unlikely, but what if uh, they chased each other around the galaxy and they stop by on Tatooine and uh, like it still have the fight there sort of situation? Mm. I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, I would love it to be on Coruscant uh, like, or in like, have it in a, a setting that is, is strikingly familiar to Cloud City uh, or like a carbon freezing chamber or so yeah. something like that, like where it can really have either emotional weight for us 
or uh, emotional weight for the characters, uh, but not something that is just uh, aesthetically cool. Yeah. I also considered putting Mustafar on, just like Mustafar itself, on my list because, I mean, I, I really mm. expect that It'll we will, be in there. We, it will be in there. And obviously, that's the, the point of emotional contention for these two characters. And so to, like, have them do some mirror, mirroring of the last time they saw each other would be, like, would be pretty emotional and pretty cool. I, yeah, that's a great way to put it. I would be totally fine if we literally pick up where we left off. Yeah. I'm fine with them doing the duel again on Mustafar. Yeah. They do it on some bank and you can, it literally feels just like, okay, we've now have uh, the pathetic screaming Anakin. Now we have Vader. Let's, let's keep the fight going. He got, right. he just got his new set of armor. Uh, he just paused the video game. Uh, <laughs> he just crawled away from the enemy so that he could put in his new health pack and upgrade his armor and then <laughs> ran back into the fight and see, okay, now I leveled up. Now I can see if I can beat you this time right. and he's still going to lose. But uh, now that you've gotten me talking about it, uh, I, I, I think that's where I want the setting to be. I think that is maybe where I want uh uh, rematch uh, on Mustafar. Or, you know, when you mentioned, uh, I'm going to uh, pivot this into my number four, if that's okay. Um, yeah. I When you mentioned Tatooine, I, I started to wonder, like, is it so bad if the twist of this series is that at the end, Obi-Wan is actually not hiding from Vader and Vader kind of knows where Obi-Wan is, but he's decided that when they meet again, they'll meet again. Like, obviously, for a long time, like, he's chasing Obi-Wan and he hates Obi-Wan and he wants to get him, but, like, maybe... As a result of their altercation, Vader's like, I'm going to wait 10 years and then I'm going to kill that guy. But right now, fine, go live in your little hut. And maybe, maybe, Ross, maybe that's why he doesn't have to disguise his last name. My number four is I want the origin of the name Ben. I want to know, uh, we were talking about this like not that long ago. Like, why did he change his name from Obi-Wan? What does Ben mean? Like, wh- where did that come from? Uh, why did he not change his last name also, well, maybe maybe he doesn't have to. Will this revelation have new implications, uh, new context for how we perceive the name Ben Solo? Like if we learn that Ben means something in Star Wars, do we then get to look at Ben Solo differently? Um, it doesn't have to be like a big hairy backstory, although I wouldn't be mad if it, if it turned out to be because it's strange that they haven't uh, explained it yet. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. This is a great one. Uh, Got to get the origin as to why he's changed his name. That's uh, something that I I don't think they'll do. But boy, would that be a head spin if it was that Vader knew Obi-Wan was there and ha- was kind of afraid. Didn't know Luke was there. Right. Um, but intentionally, it was just like, I'm going to let sleeping dogs lie for a little while because this is continues to go poorly for yeah, me. Yeah, he keeps embarrassing gonna, me. I need to I'm, to meditate on this for a bit. Yeah, like I'm not going to tell Palpatine what happened. We're going to pretend like we're still hunting down Obi-Wan. This never happened. We will be, I will go to my own back to tank, a la Boba Fett, get myself cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, they love their back uh, to tanks now. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be something that I don't think I want, but mm-hmm. would be uh, really a great twist. Like you said, that would be definitely something that people wouldn't see coming and would, uh, change the, I don't, I don't necessarily want big changes in the way that I view a new hope, but I want some subtle, uh, extra impact on the way that I view a new hope, which mm-hmm. is something that this movie has the capability of doing. And, uh, that's, an, was the crown jewel of rogue one. And so if this can pull off that sort of uh, impact on something that we already love, then this will get those same kind of bonus points, I imagine. And then, like, as for the name, when Star Wars was first created, there were a handful more names that were slightly more Earthling. Like, obviously, Luke mm-hmm. is a name that you you know people named Luke. And Leia, less so, although it sounds a little bit like Leah or, like, there are, there are mm-hmm. Leias in the world. And certainly, you know, people named Ben. And then over time, like, less and less has Star Wars decided to use human names. Not never. Like Finn is an example, but less, mm-hmm. less, and less. And so I wonder if they're going to find some like Star Warsy meaning. Is it short for like Ben? Blah 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 blah. It's probably not. Oh, short. that'd be funny. It's probably not short for Benjamin, or maybe it's not a name at all. Like I, I or maybe it's like uh, he killed the droid BN two one eight seven or something. I don't, I don't know. But... Or has to kill Ben Quadraneros, and he assumes his identity, and so 
He gets his Ben Quadronero suit that he has to wear. Talk out, about and a twist. Eventually, yeah, yes, exactly. And so he's <laughs> he's actually Ben Quadroneros the entire time. What is your number three? My number three is I would like to see the appearance of the other member of the round table discussing what will happen with the twins, not Yoda, although Yoda is somebody I would like to see and I love Yoda. I think it's more important that we see Bail Organa in this mm, series. Okay. I want to see Bail Organa arrive in Andor. It's necessary there. And I definitely want to see him in Obi-Wan in some capacity. And I want to see in some way, shape or form, uh, the counterpart to the little boy who was pretending to be Anakin. We want to see a little girl uh, ready to become uh, senator one day, uh, a la like her mother sort of approach, uh, but with some crazy hairdo and uh, see a little Princess Leia. I think Pr- little Princess Leia and uh, Bail Organa playing a, a key role. Um, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I, I this is I'll just uh, spoil it now. This is my number two, but more specific, okay, cool. more specifically, getting to see Kid Leia. Like, I don't actually care as much about Kid Luke as I do about Kid Leia because I'll be really interested mm. to see how they show the tenacious general to be as like a nine year old. I think that could be like really, really interesting. And mm-hmm. with Leia comes Bail Organa, as you said. I think it also comes Alderaan, and we have not had a good opportunity to to experience Alderaan after all these years. And so I would really like to see that. Yes, seeing Alderaan would be uh, gravy. Absolutely. I mean, I don't need it to be on Alderaan, but it would be great if it was. Alderaan's beautiful. Uh, Not many people uh, think about the like the three seconds that we get to see it in Revenge of the Sith. It's been seen in a few other Star Wars uh, medias, but it it would be really great to go to Alderaan. It would make sense. Uh, It would add extra impact to a new hope like i was just saying uh so yeah i think that would be really really cool uh to see little leia um maybe maybe actually have some extra context for breha organa but i i doubt that would be uh, the case it would probably still focus on i think the focus would be on uh bail organa but yes. maybe not uh leia could uh could be a key role or uh bail may need uh some help with leia sort of situation and call upon his old ally kenobi It'll probably be that Obi-Wan is off-world and he has to have a very covert hush-hush meeting with Bail Organa. That he has to like wear his robe and he has to have a code name. Maybe it's Ben. And he uh, goes to meet Bail Organa for like very important intel or protection. Yeah, absolutely. And it would not remotely surprise me when you, the way you just said that if Bail Organa is the one who gives him the name Ben either. Yeah. Uh, and then that would make a little bit more sense as to why Leia chose to then give the name as well to her son if Bale was the one who gave it to uh, Obi-Wan. And it would also make sense a little bit more along the lines of like, years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. Uh, now now he calls upon you again. Like, it's, like it, it just aligns a little bit more in, in terms of like telling the story about like, oh, oh that's my man. old Jedi friend. He came to me because he needed help. And like, it would like, if Leia saw them interact, I think that would really add more to that little message she then sends him. Uh, and that would, oh my God, if you add more to that, the thing that starts it all, that'd be really cool. I hadn't even thought about re- referencing her father in the Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi, You're My Only Hope message. Oh yeah, they really mm. got to flesh that out. That's, man, this conversation's great. It's really getting me psyched up for five weeks from now. <laughs> Man, um, man, this show can, is going to be, yeah, it yeah. has so much potential. So that's my number two, but I have to turn back the clock and go to my number three. Uh, I really want to see, this is a given, I really want to see an epic Obi-Wan, uh, Owen Lars altercation. Um, the the mystery, uh, I think, is the degree to which Obi-Wan and, and Owen are actually going to interact in butt heads. Uh, likely it's Lars who is, is going to be the, the gruffer of the two. I don't think he's an antagonist, but like when we meet Owen Lars in 1977, played by Phil Brown, like that guy's like a crusty old son of a bitch. And like, I don't think necessarily that Joel Edgerton is going to play that guy yet, but to see some of the background for that could be really, really useful. And I think also we like, we might as well learn why it is not just that he's like had to live on this nasty moisture farm for his whole life and he became like cranky old man like his father did there has to be something that's made him cynical and uh staid and cautious and i i think it's yeah an, i think it's an incident 
Yeah, cautious, I think, is the thing is where I would stand. This is my number two. Uh, and Great. it would be around uh, the reason as to why uh, they have some sort of beef. That he's a crazy old wizard and yes. that it we need to see some likely some incident. And maybe it is uh, Reva coming to town and uh, it being uh, smelling out the scent of Obi-Wan. And uh, like the Grand Inquisitor was talking about, the, the Jedi leave a, uh, a trail in their wake or something of like good deeds or, or something. But some, some way, shape or form, Obi-Wan may be track, tracing them back to Tatooine. Uh, and that's part of the reason as to why Owen's like, are you serious? You just couldn't help yourself and you almost get my nephew killed and all this. Uh, I would like to see it be something even more extreme in that where Obi-Wan maybe is making uh, like, I don't know, some really difficult decision and Obi-Wan and uh, it, it maybe endangers Luke a like the slightest bit. And that's just enough for, uh, Owen to have have no time a day. I don't know, but I, I need to see the roots of this as well. Yeah, except for that, like it occurs to me, he can't hate Obi-Wan so much that Luke would grow up not knowing who Obi-Wan is. Like, so maybe, I guess I guess when we catch up with Luke when he's like 18 or whatever in, in A New Hope, he doesn't know Obi-Wan well and he's aware of him and he maybe vaguely remembers him from the events of this series we're about to see. Maybe it's mm. that. Maybe they haven't seen each other since then. That's very plausible. But I think it's likely. I, th I think it's probably likely. But like, the question remains, why does Luke know who Obi-Wan is at all? I wonder if he means old Ben Kenobi who lives out beyond the, the Dune Sea. Like, it's kind of like a, how does, why is Marty's best friend Doc Brown situation? It's mm -hmm. like, like, exactly, if, they, if this guy's really a hermit, why are they, they're not neighbors. Like, why does he know who he is at all? And are his memories from this series? Yeah, he, he builds, Obi-Wan gets a reputation on Tatooine for something. Ben yeah. Kenobi becomes somebody for some reason. Uh, and that could just be because he has to beat some people up. And that's enough attention that Obi that Owen's like, oh, no, you just beat some people up. You showed how strong you are. And like, oh, that's a little over the top. Um, or maybe he does some real crazy shit, or maybe he kills a bunch of inquisitors in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, there's, there's a, a pretty great, uh, variety, a great many things that, uh, could be the reason as to why he's not allowed to see him moving forward or that he's really just not a part of his life, even though it's the only thing that matters in his life. Right. And so that's a, an extra tragic element of this as well. All we have is our, uh, our number ones. I wonder if they're vaguely the same why don't you start i'm going to guess they are vaguely the same um and mine is a big one uh it's kind of around a couple things but it is it is primarily around hayden christensen and it is around hayden christensen getting the opportunities that uh matt lanter was given with anakin in the clone wars uh and so that would be giving hayden christensen the opportunity through a clone wars flashback and through his role as Vader to really get some redemption and getting the opportunity for fans to see the, the love between him and, and Ewan come through as the love between Anakin and Obi-Wan, and then to see the tragedy of that being reflected through Darth Vader. I want to see an opportunity for him to flex his charisma, and I want to see an opportunity for him to flex his acting chops as someone in severe pain who uh, is brooding in nature. And I think that there's a lot that they can work with at that. And considering how essential a character like Anakin is to all of Star Wars, giving him a, a real opportunity to shine as an actor uh, could be one of the best things that we get from this series. Oh, forget Benny Safdie. If if this show can like relight the flame of Hayden Christensen and he like regains respect and gets jobs, like that'd be the greatest comeback story yeah. ever. Like I would, I I would, yeah, I would just worship at the altar. That is, that would be so wonderful if he yeah. if he really got an opportunity to to show his stuff. Yeah, and Deborah Chow, the way she's spoken about it, it seems like she wants that opportunity for him. She really sees this as such an essential part of the the story of Anakin and Vader as one in the same and the transition between the two. Uh, and 
that it was necessary to have someone like Hayden come back because he is Anakin and has that experience with that transition time as well, but this is further down the path. And so it really could be uh, a good opportunity for him to get lost in a role uh, where a bunch of people around him believe in him and are probably providing significantly better supports than he ever would have received with George Lucas. George Lucas believed in him tremendously, but didn't necessarily do him a ton of favors even though uh, well, I mean, he cast him as Anakin Skywalker, but uh, he also set him set him up to uh, fail in the eyes of a lot of people. He just didn't have the tools to to shepherd a newcomer into limelight and greatness. Like he hired a bunch of other people who were already really seasoned and in many ways naturally gifted. And Hayden just wasn't there at the time. And also, like we've talked a lot about how like the dialogue was just tough to sell. Yeah, I mean, Natalie Portman wasn't there at the time either when you have and you have people like Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor who are just even a little bit more experienced were able to work with it just that little bit more that makes it somehow seem a little bit more natural, even though the lines on paper maybe aren't that much more natural Mm -hmm. uh, and you want to still keep them consistent. So that would be the big thing for me. My number one would be some. Uh, that real opportunity to shine. Uh, but it would, in, in particular, I would like to see it both as Anakin and as Vader. Yeah, my number one is, in fact, really similar, uh, especially if you're looking at it through the lens of redemption. If you think about it, Hayden Christensen, in his original run, had three scene partners in Star Wars. They're Obi-Wan and they're Padme, who's not going to be in this show. And the other one is Ian McDermott. And I want to see a reunion between Hayden Christensen and Ian McDermott um, to... To, I mean, obviously, this guy is present whether they show him or not. He is reigning supreme like never before over the galaxy at this time. And it would be really valuable to see him asserting his dominance over Vader. We see the like, welcome, my lord, and the bowing and everything in the original trilogy. But like, if he has to punish Vader at one point, he, if he has to like bring the hammer down and like they find a new way for us to sympathize with vader because of how awful his existence is under this lunatic that could be so valuable it could be so such good theater plus we know that ian mcdermott is game for coming back to star wars and so let's fully realize this rehabilitation of hayden's anakin do it right and bring back everybody who made him great in the beginning Oh, great answer. I was uh, I was wrong to leave this off my top six. You're right. Uh, this is one that I, I almost feel like is a slam dunk, but isn't and was not off the rules. So you're totally right. This one should be on there. We need to see this uh, reunion. You have still uh, a Palpatine with all the gas left in the tank. And I think you're, you're really smart to show that it would add a lot of sympathy to Vader. Uh, and I think that would blend well with what they're trying to do in this series. Yeah. The Grand Inquisitor is in this series and the Grand Inquisitor, his role is in part to be, uh, hey, just so you know, I'm giving you a series of all these former Jedi, just like you, who will hunt down and kill the remaining Jedi, just like you. Yeah. And uh, you can be in charge of all them, but they'll have someone in charge of them within that rank and there will be a nice buffer as we have this beautiful hierarchy with me at the top and that way if anyone slips there's a clean replacement we'll even order we'll actually number off all of those inquisitors we'll even have, we'll have a grand inquisitor and he can be right <laughs> below you and if i get in a bad mood i'll make you two fight yeah and whoever wins well if fader if you lose that would just look bad so i'll have to let you die and then but you can spare the Grand Inquisitor because that's the order of operations and that should work. And so all that actually has happened in Star Wars yes. in, in terms of the way that he's used the Grand Inquisitor. And the Grand Inquisitor is in Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And so there's a great opportunity. And so I think that's a really smart prediction on, on your end that we could really see some just bastard-like behavior uh, between the two. There's also just the mental hold that Palpatine has over Vader. Like it never mind the fact that Vader could snap him like a twig. Palpatine just talks to him and this guy just like is putty in his hands because that's the way Sidious set it up. And so to see him uh mind fuck Vader and Vader just kind of like be a lapdog about it in in a way that actually could be kind of sad 
would mm. would again just recolor this character who's already the greatest movie villain ever and make him all the more fascinating great lists i think on both of our parts yes absolutely it was uh it's one that gets me very very excited for the show and uh it's pretty hard to get more excited but i continue to get more excited as the days come closer do you have any any news any star wars updates there isn't a ton of stuff in the news. Uh, Mando season three has wrapped production. I saw so that's that, yeah. good. Yeah. That aligns well with getting it this year, which has been very encouraging. Um, Donald Glover uh, was coy on Jimmy Kimmel about the Lando uh, show. And I, I, I don't, he didn't confirm anything, no. but I get the sense that he indeed is is doing it. I was going to say exactly the same thing if you didn't get to this, because I watched the appearance and Jimmy just brought it up. And yeah, Donald was like, he was deflecty the way a professional would be in that situation. But yeah, I very much read like, yeah, I can't talk about that in a, in a positive yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, of course, the way it would be uh, to be signed. I, at this point, I, I've always assumed he was going to be in it. I just want to see Billy D as well. Yeah. I want to get a little bit of best, best of both worlds, uh, the Calrissian Chronicles. That's right. Uh, I was blown away when I saw the, the list of characters that you can play as in uh, the, the new um, Skywalker Le Lego video game, the Skywalker Saga. It's hundreds uh, of characters, it, right? It, it is hundreds and the obscurity of some of them really, really impresses me. Uh, there was uh, there was one character on there that I literally had no idea who it was. And it was a background character from the Rise of Skywalker. Wow. I, was, uh, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> that they went to the most granular level you possibly could. It's going to be a blast. Uh, but I guess. Yeah. And I, I guess is they probably went through just the Lego inventory. And if, if any character was in a set, then they were going to probably include them. That's my guess as to what dictated what was in it and what wasn't. And uh, then some, like probably that Rise of Skywalker yes. character was not in a set. I'm sure they like just tried to pad the thing as much as possible. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, it's possible. They throw in some weird characters surprisingly in lego sets True. like bulio the character from the beginning he comes with the millennium falcon yeah. uh from the rise of skywalker the win the war right yeah so it, it is a little weird sometimes who they'll have as just throw-ins but overall that game just sounds like oodles of fun and uh, i am excited for when that will come out me too uh forlom is rumored to be in the kenobi series I figured that that wouldn't be a big uh, spoiler to mention. Forlom is the most obscure uh, and least interesting of the bounty hunter lineup from Empire Strikes Back. Okay. All right. <laughs> he is he's the bug-eyed robot. But that um, actually spoils more than just his particular presence in the show. Like that says that there are bounty hunters in this show, which I mean is getting yeah. more and more common within Star Wars, but like I don't know, it's I don't think that's nothing. Yeah, and I mean, it's not a guarantee, but I think it's also a, the Inquisitors use bounty hunters from time to time. Mm. And so that's not outside the realm. They'll exhaust any resource they can to find Jedi. And so it wouldn't shock me if Forlom and if Succus was there as well uh, and that they were reporting into the Inquisitors. Right. Right. Okay, cool. Uh, and, uh, oh, that is it. But I did have a couple honorable mentions that maybe we can just swing back sure. to that I, I forgot to, forgot to mention. Uh, I do, uh, want to see Watto. Uh, okay. I don't remember when Watto is killed in the timeline. Uh, I think Vader goes back and kills him. Maybe that won't work uh, timeline wise when his death is, but I would like to see Watto. I think that would be kind of cool. Like he'd be really old now and he'd be really, oh, yeah. even the last time we saw him, was he like, down and out when we see him in uh in attack of the clones no he's actually doing okay right and he has like a little helmet um he's got a little helmet he's like his shop doesn't seem to maybe be doing as as well as before but he's fine no i think i think that he probably dies uh sickly and pathetic and i i, I think that that's the way to come back to Watto. although there's some like controversy oh, yeah. about like the depiction of Watto. some people smarter than me more observant than me have some issues with with that character and so i don't know if they would want to do that they don't, i don't know if they'd want to like walk on that thin ice yeah i don't think they're gonna 
eliminate Toydarians uh, or like Neumoidians moving forward. I mean, they may, they may want to reduce their usage. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. That would be, I would be annoyed if that meant the end of, of, of Toydarians. Uh, although there is, yeah, definitely some, some linkages that people have made to their depiction. They're sure. like, oh yeah, that's a, a little. Maybe a modification is, is what's necessary. Uh, and yeah, and speaking of that, uh, the other thing I hope to see in Kenobi is that they fix the Grand Inquisitor. Right. Yeah. I, I think there's absolutely no reason you can't fix his eyes. Uh, that would be the easiest thing in the world. It would take no time. And it was just a flat out mistake. I'd love for them to fix his head too. Uh, and I'd love for them to fix his teeth. But his eyes are the one that it would be. Like it would take one second for anyone with any skill whatsoever to just turn his eyes yellow and it, it'll make him 10 times scarier he looks silly at the moment well you know uh, like, that's step one maybe they just missed a deadline they had to release this trailer because yeah. it was an important boardroom day and they just hadn't gone through all of the the digitizing of this of this guy yet the post-production that's actually very possible oh it's not it would not be the first time uh by any means that that's happened and I, I, I very much hope that's the case. Uh, and it would be something that people would view as them correcting on as a result. Uh, they would, they, people would view it as a correction of, yeah. of feedback. And, and you know what? I, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole too far. But at the same time, fan feedback is what causes the people like Shamook to get hired and yeah. give us a way better Luke Skywalker. And so at the same time, and also the Sonic the Hedgehog thing, it, it costs some money, but in the end, more people went to see that movie. I can almost guarantee it. It was a huge hit. Be the sequels because they, yeah. Yeah, because they changed it and we're like, okay, great. We appeased so many people that those people ended up going because their voice was heard kind of. And I know exactly. that that's not always a great thing, in some cases, it's not the end. Of, it's not a bad thing. No, no. To give your passionate fans, not your troll fans, but your passionate exactly. fans, a sense of ownership over the final product is the most valuable thing in the world. Yeah, and, and this is just one that's. Uh, oh, hey, yeah, it's not out in the world yet, and so good catch, everybody. Let's let's fix up Grand Inquisitor. Right. Anything else on there? Nope, that's everything. Okay, I just got a couple of birthdays. You're you're gonna love this. A happy birthday on Thursday, March the thirty first, to Ewan McGregor. On theme nice. for this week's episode, and a happy birthday on Saturday, April second, to Alec Guinness. So oh, perfect, <laughs> it's a really perfect one. Hey, what are you most excited for? Uh, whether you know it's coming or not, in the Obi Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus, coming just five weeks from now. You can tweet us at Recorder Six Six, or you can email Recorder Six Six Podcast at Gmail .com. As always, consider rating and reviewing uh, the podcast on your preferred podcast app. Or if you're joining us on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. And until we are together again, may the Force be with you. Yeah.